Welcome to the Book Hackers Podcast. I'm Cindy Manier. I'm Tammy Crin, and we are the co-founders of the Book Hackers Club. If you're listening to this, you probably are a self-publisher who's ready to grow your business, and that's exactly why we're here. What is a book hacker, you ask? A book hacker is a self-publisher who is growing their business by creating books that provide value for their target audience while building a sustainable business. We'll cover marketing, branding, sales, and everything in between. If you're ready to fast-track the growth of your self-publishing business, you've come to the right place. Our goal is simple, to help you think and act like an entrepreneur. Every Thursday, we'll share tips and resources designed to help you master all aspects of your self-publishing business while having fun along the way. Ready? Let's start. Welcome to the Book Hackers show today. Cindy and I are happy to have you with us and we are excited to share some valuable, we feel valuable information with you. And we will be discussing a great topic. We, we've been working on this topic for a while, Cindy and I together. Um, and I know she has in her business and I have in my business for a while now. So I'll let Cindy tell you what we're going to be doing today. I'm Tammy Crin and, and I'm Cindy Manier. And today we're going to talk about your number one most valuable business asset. Yay. Yay. <laughs> um, and do, do you know what that is, Tammy? <laughs> well, I do, but why don't we tell everybody else since I already know. <laughs> it's your email list. Yes. Yeah. Every business needs an email list. No matter what business you're involved in, you cannot have a viable, sustainable, lucrative business if yep. you're not growing your email list. 100% agree. I think I learned this as um, we were building my my other KDP for B2B business and how important the email list is. I know Cindy and I have discussed this many times and I'm super excited about this topic as well. So I'll let you go on. But yes, the email list is, is so valuable. Yeah, I, I have a lot of people say, well, can I just post on social media? And right. yes, you definitely need to be posting on social media. But the main thing to remember there is you don't own any of those. Yep. You, know, you, you should not be building your business on rented land when these social media platforms can go and change the rules and reduce your engagement at any time. You have absolutely <laughs> no control over that whatsoever. Let me um, tell you one quick story about that. Um, when I was learning about email lists and building those, I always knew about like that was that was an asset. Like I've owned uh, you know brick and mortar businesses, and that was an asset as well, even with a brick and mortar. But an online business, when I started that, I met a, uh, heard a lady talking about your email list. And when we were doing social media, I you know I was kind of like everybody else. Well, you know I have Facebook groups and pages and you know, my people are my people and they, they're going to follow me. But as she was saying, make sure you get their email address when they come into your group. And because it's the only way to connect. And as time went on during COVID and all that, some things were changing. Um, and it's, it is their, there is their platform. You are not, that is not yours. So um, when things started changing, um, I was so grateful. I just took her thoughts and I did get email addresses. Like I did start that. And um, when people would come into my group, I was able to, you know, ask for their email address and I was able to, to capture those. And that was one thing that she, when she, this lady said this, it was like, oh, I don't know if I need to do that. You know, I'm not that big or I'm not there yet or this or that. Thank goodness I did because 
Facebook and other platforms have changed so much, but I just, I just totally agree with this 100%. So that is my story. I did listen to this lady in the very, very beginning. Didn't really think it was going to matter until everything was changing. And it was harder to get a hold of the people that were in my group and on and on. Yeah, that's really, really good advice. Anyone who has a Facebook group, one of the questions you should be asking them is, do you want to join my newsletter list? And yes, that's a great, great way to get email addresses. I do that in my own group. And it has been a great benefit to me because I've got a whole bunch of email addresses from that. You'd be surprised. I'd say at least 50 and maybe as many as 75% of the time they give me their email address. Have you seen that too, Tammy? Yes, I have. And I think that, um, like I said, when I first started with all of this, I didn't really think about it being online as getting email addresses, but how do I, you know, a lead magnet or something to get offer them. And I know you're going to go through that. So I'm not going to talk about what that looks like. But yes, um, people really do want to stay connected with you and Facebook or any other social media platforms. I don't want to just point out Facebook, but any social media platforms, they can change the rules. It's you, you can be you know banned for no reason <laughs> and you're gone. Your business is, if that's all you're leaning on for your business. Exactly, exactly. Make sure you have something that you own. Mm-hmm. You own your own email list. Nobody can take that away from you. That is yours. So if these social media platforms change their rules, it's not going to affect your business because you already have your people in your own list. Yeah. Do you know how much money you should be able to make off of each name on your email list, Tim? I I do. (laughs) Well, you said about a dollar per month per name. Is that correct? Yeah. You should be getting, if you have the correct names on your list, the correct people, you should be able to get a dollar per month per name on your list. That's like so if you have, if you have a thousand people who are the right people on your list, you should be able to bring in a thousand dollars a month off of that list. Just that list. That's how valuable this is. And um, like you said, you know, a dollar, a thousand people isn't hard to really get. So, you know, if you're just starting out, don't think, oh my gosh, I'm not even, you know, it, you know, I remember I was at 300. I got my, I was supposed to get the 300 people on my email list. And, and I was like, how oh, am I going to get a 300? It wasn't as hard as everyone was, you know, how I thought it was going to be. But yeah, a dollar per person, that per month is fantastic. Yeah. And it's important not to just focus on the number of names that you have, but on the quality of the names that yep. you have. Yes. Agree 100%. And that was another thing that I learned um, when I first started this, I was just getting on these trains where you would get people to join your groups. Just, you know, everyone's like, kind of like, okay, I'll join yours. You join mine. Well, they weren't the right people. And I actually had to scrap a whole bunch of uh, emails because it just wasn't the, I mean, I didn't scrap them, scrap them, but they were like opting out and different things. So I knew I didn't pick the right, you know, market when I first started. And that happens to all of us usually. <laughs> I cast a wide net versus a really, um, you know, a streamline. And I casted that big net because I thought, oh, this will be great. You know, get some eyeballs on all my stuff. And, and it yeah, that's why it's really important to have a really highly focused target audience. And that's who you want on your list. You want the people who are part of that highly focused target audience. I agree. But that's, I, that's where the money is. And that's where you get the vibe. It's hard in the very list. beginning too. It's hard in the beginning. Cause you think, you know, you, you're, you're looking at, like you said, don't just look at the number of, you know, I have a thousand people. Well, if they're not the right thousand it's, it's the, the number is not going to matter. You need to have the, the focus target market. Right. Right. 
And how awesome would it be if every time you published a book, you could send out an email on your list and immediately have people buying it? I love it. <laughs> I'm sure everybody Wouldn't out that there be awesome. Like, yes. Yeah. Why not? Why not get that audience and have them um, be your super fans? You know, be the fans of your your books that you create. Start creating that whole brand and market for them. Exactly. So, how do you get the right people on the on your list? It's mm-hmm. by creating a lead magnet that your target audience cannot wait to get their hands on. <laughs> See that again, Cindy. It's by creating a lead magnet that your target audience cannot wait to get their hands on. Yay! Yeah, I love it. Yep, that that is true. And when you nail it, you know, because the people are just can't wait to get on that list and get that lead magnet. You see it downloading all the time. That's right. So if you're not familiar with the term, a lead magnet is a piece of content that you give away in exchange for their email address. So mm-hmm. you usually have some contact form somewhere, you get their name, their email address, and then you send them the piece of content that's your lead magnet. Yep. And there's multiple ways to do that and then in different ways, but you know, it doesn't, it, you don't have to get overwhelmed by this either. It could be just, you know, we're going to probably go through these, but a checklist or a cheat sheet or something like that. Um, it doesn't have to be that elaborate because people just, you know, sometimes they just want, oh, I want to have that checklist or I want to have that cheat sheet, you know, just a few, a few items that could really help them, you know, make it valuable, but it doesn't have to be overwhelming. Exactly. And in fact, you don't want it to be too overwhelming. You don't want it to be too complicated. You think quick win. What can I do to help my target audience be successful at one thing quickly? You know, what can mm-hmm. I do to help them get a leg up on whatever it is that they're doing? Yeah, I agree. Because sometimes when it's overwhelming, people just tend to not want to read it. If it's just text, maybe you can add images or you can add check boxes or, you know, make it something that is um, maybe just fun or, or something, you know, that they can, they can really use. It adds value. Yeah, depending on who your audience is, maybe just a one-page printable. So if you're Mm -hmm. doing something for preschool moms, for example, maybe it's as simple as a Halloween coloring page Mm -hmm. for for these moms. Yeah, and then you could pick one for every holiday, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And, And if you're struggling to come up with an idea for your lead magnet, the best thing to do is to go talk to some people that are in your target audience. Say, hey, what's something I could give you that's going to help you? What's something you're struggling with? What's something you need help with right now? Mm-hmm. And use that to help you come up with your lead magnet idea. Yeah, use your audience. Your audience will, and that could be in a social media group you're in. If they let you, you know, if they let you ask questions sometimes, or just, or just look what people are asking questions about, and if it has something that maybe you can kind of capture and see what they, you know, you can offer your, your audience, that might be a great way for you to get some information as well, too. Just, just read, read what's happening in in the groups that are a part of your target audience. Yes, exactly. That's a great advice. Great advice. Okay. So now you've created this awesome lead magnet. What are you going to do with it? So I mean, the the most obvious one is you're going to post it on your social media accounts. Mm -hmm. That's the number one, most obvious way to promote it. But one of the things you want to do is you want to create a couple different campaigns to promote it. So you can promote it every week without it looking like you're just posting the same thing over and over again. So maybe mm-hmm. one day you're doing a reel about it and another time you have um, just a plain picture post about it. 
or a carousel the next day. So come right. up with different ways of promoting your lead magnet that don't all look exactly the same. So you can post it at least once a week to bring in new people. And kind of swap it in and out with in different social media um, platforms. Exactly. Too. So you can use the same social media post, but maybe change it up where you're posting it at, whether it be a page, business page on Facebook or, or on Instagram or on TikTok or whatever you're using. You can swap around with um, different, a reel or have a, or a video or a picture or just all kinds of things like that and swap them out and put them back mm-hmm. down. Exactly. You should also be putting it on your website, on your homepage. You do have a website, don't you? If you don't, <laughs> yes. you should you should have a website. If you're trying to run a business, you need, you need a website. You need somewhere to put stuff that you can talk about your business and promote your stuff. And one of the things you want to do with your lead magnet is make sure it's above the fold. So nobody has to scroll down to find it. So right. immediately, the first thing they see on your website is this lead magnet that's going to allow you to capture email addresses from anyone who comes to your page if they're the right people for you. Because if they mm-hmm. are, they're going to want that lead magnet and they're going to sign up for it and you're going to yep. get their email address. That's great advice. Very good advice. Yeah, definitely get your website. Even if it's one page, just get one page up, <laughs> you know, so they have somewhere to go. Yeah, it doesn't have to be complicated. You're giving them a call to action to go to your website and then sign up for your email list by using your lead magnet. Mm -hmm. You can also put links to your lead magnets in all of your social media bios. So if people click through to your bio and they see it, then that's another place that they'll click through and go get Mm -hmm. your lead magnet from. I use it on my uh, YouTube. We use it, I know, on Book Hackers too, as a YouTube channel. We put um, either a QR code or also a link to go to a lead magnet and or a website to at least go to the website and then go to your lead magnet. Um, I hear different things about go just directly to a lead magnet, which I think is a, is a smarter way. Sometimes I just have it going to my website, but I think if you're trying to have someone get on your email list, have them go directly to the lead magnet by clicking on whatever link you have in your social media or you have in on your YouTube banner or whatever you're using to direct traffic. Yeah. Cause I think people are more likely to, to click on it. It says, Hey, get this, whatever it is for free, click here versus click here to go to my website. It's yeah. not as exciting. Yeah. And it's sometimes they get, like they said, they get lost on the page because they're like, they get distracted and you don't want them to get distracted. And, and that's something that um, I, I can see where I was starting out that way, just putting it, going to my, you know, website, but go directly to the, the lead magnet. I think there's a much better way to go. Yeah, I think so too. Um, another idea for you is to do a lead magnet swap with somebody else. So find somebody else that's sort of in a tangential business as yours, not exactly the same because you mm-hmm. you don't want to be competitors, but maybe they complement your business and you guys can both, you can promote their lead magnet and they can promote their your lead magnet to their people. That way you're, you're exposing it to an entirely new email list. Yep. I think this is a great way to also great way to, you know, get exposure for both sides. And I think that, you know, Cindy and I kind of both did started doing that prior to starting book hackers together. We had complementary businesses and we, you know, started just saying, Hey, I can help your clients. You can help my clients. And that adds value to, to your customers 
And, um, the swap I think is just a fantastic way. And then you don't feel like you're promoting yourself as much too. I know we've struggled with that. Like I, you know, you just, I don't want to keep talking about me in my business, but, <laughs> but when I'm talking about a doo-doo book creator tool, it feels very authentic. It feels like me. It feels like I, you know, it's not like, you know, talking about KDP for me to be all the time, you know, it's like, but I'm giving them value because I'm telling them about a great tool to use to create branded booklets for businesses. And you're talking about the tool to use for KDP for B2B, you know, it's like, it works really well together. And so I think that swap is a, is a fantastic idea. Yeah. It's a win, win, win. It's a win for you. It's a win for the other person and it's a win for all of our audiences. Yeah. Yeah. So if you feel like you don't want to promote yourself so much, and I know that's something that people struggle with is promoting their, you know, it's like, you're kind of like you're bragging, you're promoting your business constantly. And, and then, um, yeah. So the swap makes you feel like, you know, you're, it's like, a, like Cindy said, a win, win, win. I love it. Right. So the next thing you want to think about is how do you know if your lead magnet is working or not? And the way to do that is by tracking metrics. And what you need to do is to be able to calculate the conversion rate. So the conversion rate is the percentage of people that opt in from the total number of people that visit your page. So I'll give you an example. So let's say you have 100 people visit your lead magnet page, Mm -hmm. and then you got 10 people giving you their email addresses to get the lead magnet. That's a conversion of 10%. So 10 divided by 100 is the 10%. So that would be a not so good conversion rate, I think. Mm -hmm. The minimum you want to go for is a 30% conversion rate. If you're not hitting 30%, you need to really look and evaluate, is this lead magnet something that my target audience really wants? Um, is there something wrong with my, my landing page? You know, So you can play with the lead magnet. You can play with your verbiage on your landing page and try to get it to go up. Yep. But one of the best things to do is to evaluate your lead magnet is to give it to your target audience and then have them give you feedback on it. Yeah. You know, what, what did you like about this lead magnet? Did it help you? What did you not like about it? What did you wish it had helped you do? And then use that information to make your lead magnet better. And sometimes it's a title. He grabs someone with the title of a lead. It's the strangest things like a title or if it's, you know, it, maybe just changing a few little tweaks. Maybe it didn't grab them right away. But how to make a, or maybe just check those type of things. Like you said, asking yeah. your audience and the audience will really, they, they'll tell you. It's like, oh, I wish it said, I wish it had this one thing. It could be one little thing and then it can make a huge difference. So use your group as much as you can to, to figure that out. But at least and these numbers are just, they're, you know, numbers for you to sort of evaluate. It doesn't mean it has to be right out the gate. You're going to do this number, but you can, you can, but it gives you at least an idea of what you're shooting for. You know, so don't get discouraged. Basically, what I'm saying is don't get discouraged, but this is just to give you an idea of what you should be looking for when you're creating the lead magnet. Right. Because you need you need to know whether or not you're headed down the right path. And the only way you can know that is if you look at numbers and how well it's doing. Mm -hmm. I love that, too. Yeah, good information. Is there anything else you want to add about lead magnets? I think if anything, lead magnets can be a multiple of things. Do you want to go through that? We'll go through that little bit of that list. You could do a webinar, podcast, um, YouTube channel, and, you know, just have those uh, 
start building your audience that way so they can know and like you if you if you would like to with your books you can share your books tell them it's coming you know there's a lot of ways to go about lead magnets um do you want to go through the rest of them at all cindy yeah because you can do i mean calendars or planners you can do quizzes and surveys and polls Mm -hmm. case studies spreadsheets toolkits calculators infographics fun activities related to your niche there's so many different things you can do yeah you don't have to just lock into that like a lead magnet doesn't always have to just be a a book you know i know a lot of people like it's always a book but it doesn't always have to be just a book no no it's information basically just information anybody can give them information and get their email you know it's like what you're an exchange it's an exchange so you think about it that way and, and try to think of simple, keep it simple. What's something simple I can do, a one or two page thing that's going to help my people be successful. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think this is all great stuff. Um, so let's, let's recap a little bit really quickly. So this is about, you know, your email is your asset for your business. This is going to be for promoting your book. So you're building this asset up. So that when you come out with these books, these people are ready to buy from you. That's what the email asset is about. Creating, you know, the social media platform to be able to promote that, to guide them back to your your lead magnets. And then you need to do your calculations and you're doing your numbers. Make sure these are really working for you. It's not just spinning your wheels and nothing's happening. It's a lot of work, especially in the beginning, but as you start building, you'll find it to be an email list to start kind of, it snowballs. It starts snowballing because you start getting consistency out there. So in the beginning, I don't want anybody to get discouraged if they don't have all these pieces in place right now. Yeah, it's a process and it does take time, but it if you're consistent and you keep working on it week after week, you'll get there. Yeah, definitely get there. Yeah. So uh, that's the thing. Get your email list together. That's the main goal. However you want to do that. This is just some suggestions that we have. Um, but yeah, get the email list because that is part of your your business. And next week, we're going to tell you how to nurture your leads after you have them on your email list so so that these people will know you, they'll start to trust you. They're going to be so excited about your books coming out that they can't wait to buy them. Yep. So join us, join us next week on the Book Hacker Show. Now you'll, now you know, we're building a list and now what do you do with your list after you have a list growing and, and how do you nurture it? So join us next week with that show and we'll be sharing all our ideas we have with you it does you no good to have ten thousand people on your list if you don't do anything with them (laughs) yeah that's great so we'll talk about that next week all right sounds great bye everybody thanks for joining us thanks for listening join cindy and tammy each week for tips to help grow your self-publishing business don't forget to like and follow us on social media as well as share with others who could benefit from our advice our website is bookhackers.us